the Lord instructs me to just talk briefly on what I call pray without ceasing. Can you say pray without ceasing? Yeah. And you know where it is found. That's First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 17. One of the simplest verses of scripture. And I was saying yesterday, for instance, at the Saturday prayer breakfast, that you don't need any Greek rendering of that verse. You don't need to check the Greek word of season or without season to know what that means. Pray without season means what? Pray without season. Pray without season means what? Pray without season. Somebody said, but how can that be? We're going to discover a strategy, how it can be. And as far as International Prayer Resort Ministries is concerned, we must, we must, we must establish that. We've already initiated that, but we must establish that as part of our curriculum moving forward in our third year so that we will be known as a prayer hub, a prayer house. My house shall be called a house of prayer for people. God wants a people who connect heaven to the earth. Until there's that connection, the angels don't come. They hearken to the voice of his word. So when we give voice to God's word, angels respond. We fuel their wings. As it were, we give them momentum by the declarations we make in prayer, by our voice in prayer. So we may be a handful of people, but we can change the course of nature. Hallelujah. Elijah was not man. He was a man. One man. So how many are we? We are more than a man. We are more than one. We can change the story. We can, we can determine the status quo. We can determine what must happen, not only in our lives, not only in our families, not only in our communities, not only in this nation, but in the nations of the world. And I see that happen in International Prayer Resort Ministries. I see that happen in International Prayer Resort Ministries. Amen. I didn't hear you louder. Amen. Amen. Today, I am in Acts chapter 12. Let me read from verse 1, please. Bible says, Now, about that time, Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some from the church. The King James says, to vex some from the church to intimidate actually to destroy some from the church it was like it was his delight to just cause havoc another word for that word the Greek word is to cause havoc he just intended to just let me just I said to say let me cause trouble and see how these people will fare and mind you that is the delight of Satan it tells you that Herod had just opened up for Satan to use him at that time. Are you there? Don't be surprised when men, and for that matter, women, open up for Satan to use them against God's people. But because we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, we cannot use Herod's weapon. If Herod used a sword, will you use a sword? What weapon will you use? Someone say prayer. Prayer. It can change the story. And you will see how Herod, I'm sure, will be surprised. The miracle that happened just because some people prayed. He stretched out his hand to harass. 
some from the church, verse 2. Then he killed James. Anytime I read this scripture, it touches my heart. Do you know James? One of the senior most apostles. You read about Peter, James, and John. These were the, the inner core of Jesus' disciples. Out of the twelve, these were the three closest. And he managed to kill one of them. Then he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. People of God, I want to ask a question. What happened? How did Herod get James to kill him? By what means? Was James sleeping? Was the church sleeping? How did they manage to get James? Where did they even kill him? We are not told. But Herod killed James by the sword. Let me tell you, don't joke with Satan. Are you there? What did I say? Don't, don't joke, joke with, with Satan. If he gets you, he'll kill you. If you thought that Satan will ever show mercy, it's never true. If you thought that, oh, because they have devastated and caused havoc and harassed for some time, then they will show mercy. There is nothing like that in Satan's dictionary. He comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And he killed not any other person, but James, the apostle. Okay, you will see why I'm, I'm stressing on that verse Verse 3 says, and because he saw that it pleased the Jews. Can you imagine killing somebody? You may think that everybody will say, oh, but why did Herod do this? How can you kill a whole man of God? Did he cause murder? Did he steal? Did he? He didn't do anything. These were people that were showing the way of salvation. And having been killed, some were pleased. So if you thought that everybody would celebrate you, just because you are in pain, is a lie. Some people are pleased because you are in pain. Because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. Come on. How did they get Peter also? Because he captured him, actually. Peter was captured. James was first captured and killed with a sword. Then when he saw that some people were celebrating the idea, he said, wow, I will do more. Listen, if you don't stop Satan, the Bible says resist the devil and he will flee. Amen. If you don't stop Satan, he will, after he has finished one, he will go for the next. But I, de I declare in the name of Jesus Christ Amen. that by our prayer, Satan will be put where he belongs. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. He proceeded further to seize Peter also. Now, it was during the days of unleavened bread. So, when he had arrested him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him before the people after Passover. Please pause there. The King James said four quaternions, but I like it when the new King James says four squads because that gives us a modern picture. Some say four squads. In, for instance, uh, relay race, like four by four. How do they call the four people? It's not squad, quartet. What, 
how do we, what, what do we use squad for? When we say a squad, what are we talking about? Four squad. Sorry? Four by four, that's a squad. Am I right? Come on, pastor. It's just a group. So when we say a squad, what are we talking about? These are four quaternions, the King James says so, but four squad. Remember, there were four squads, but quaternion actually means four. Is that okay? Quaternion means four. That's the King James. So you are talking about four by four. And that makes it 16 soldiers. But the picture I get from this scripture was that it was not all the 16 soldiers that were with Peter at the time. They were in squads of four. Four will guard him, let's say, for four uh, for six hours. How many hours make up 20, uh, 24 hours? How many hours make up a day? 24 hours, right? So four will guard for six hours from six to 12. And then another four will take over from 12 to six. In the night, you may think that, oh, in the night is okay. But another one will guard him from 12 to 6 a.m. Am I right? I'm making it six hours. So, 4 by 6. So, 6 to 12. 12 to 6. Then 12. 6 to 12. 12 to 6. 6 to 12. Then 12 to 6. 4 by 4. For the 24 hours. That is the picture I'm getting. Do you know why I'm stressing on this? Even Satan. By demonic inspiration through Herod the king. Knows how to do a chain guard. Are you there? He, he knows how to guard like what we will call prayer chain. He took the concept from us. And he guarded. It wasn't like 16 people. After all, those 16 people must pee. They must, they must bath. They must eat. So all, not all of them were with Peter at the time. In fact, by the time he was about to be arrested or to be killed, it was two. That was mentioned, meaning that maybe two, the four out of the four, two had even gone to do something else. So two were with him. What am I saying? Do you know? God wants us to know that Satan picks our strategies and uses it against us. But I'm glad that here the church also got the revelation and they also decided to build a squad. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's go on. You see it. So verse 4 again. So when he had arrested him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four squads. That's four quaternions of soldiers to keep him intending to bring him before the people after Passover. Verse 5. Peter was therefore kept in prison. But constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. I want to believe. We are not told how they did it. If you are going to pray constantly, like 1 Thessalonians 5 tells us, verse 17 says, pray without ceasing, and I believe that they put themselves in squads. Let's say, how many are we here? Then we group ourselves. Three people will take two hours, or two people will take two hours, another three, two hours, and then we build a chain prayer. Constant prayer around the clock. Just like Satan was also doing through the soldiers. Guarding Peter that after, after Easter, we're going to kill this man. If we don't 
learn how to build a prayer chain and offer constant prayer. In other words, we must keep the ladder connected to heaven continually. That's what God is saying. Keep what? The ladder. The, the connection between heaven and earth must not be removed at any given time. And I sense in my spirit that after two years of connecting heaven to the earth once a while, by the time we'll be celebrating our third year, we should have started building a 24-hour prayer chain around the globe. Amen. If you believe it, shout a bigger amen. Amen. If we don't get there, we have not started our true vision yet. What is the name of this ministry? International Prayer Resort Ministries. Somebody must learn to connect heaven to the earth. And it should not be just, for instance, our Saturday prayer breakfast for the past two years has been 9 to 11. And I tell you, that is not enough. If we're going to do that in this third year, chances are that we may not get any results better than what we have achieved in the past two years. How many agree? So, some way, somehow, God wants us to step up our efforts, increase the momentum, build a chain prayer, and let it be continuous, constant, persistent, without ceasing. So, I am announcing to all of us that somewhere along the line, in the course of the year 2020, as Jesus tarries, some of us will be called upon. We will tell you 12 to 2 a.m., you are in that block. 2 to 4 a.m., you are in that block. 4 to 6 a.m., you are in that block. 6 to 8 a.m., you are in that block. 8 to 10 a.m., you are in that block. 10 to 12 noon, you are in that block. And then we can build it from 12 noon to 2 p.m. and build around the clock. Someone say, pray without ceasing. Without ceasing. We are not told how they did it, but if constant prayer, then some people must have decided that we'll do it in chains. Whilst you are sleeping, we are praying. Whilst we are praying, you are sleeping. Are you there? Can we do it? All you need is just at least 48 people. And we are more than 48 by the grace of God. So it can be done. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. You will see the miracle that happened and why God wants us to do this. Peter therefore, Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God. Constant prayer. They connected heaven to the earth and allowed angels to be ascending and descending. And one of those angels now manifested physically. Are you there? Whilst they were praying. Heaven was connected to the earth. Angels were ascending and descending. Then one of the angels literally entered the prison yard. You're going to have angelic visitations. Amen. But you may not know. You see, in this situation, it was not Peter who was praying. I hope you remember in Acts chapter 16, Paul and Silas were also kept in prison. But in their case, at midnight, they started praying and sang praises. People of God, there are some prison situations where you have the freedom to do what you can do or what you know best to do. So Paul and Silas, who were prayer gurus, could pray for themselves. Whilst in chains, they could pray for themselves. But can I say this? There are some situations some people may go through. They may be members of the ministry, members of the church, and they may be in a situation where it is practically impossible for them to pray as individuals. And can I say it? That as a church, we have members who are in similar situations as we're talking. Are you there? Yes, Lord. Where they cannot pray for themselves. 
But you and I can team up and pray for such individuals. And the story will change. Amen. I said the story will change. Amen. Constant prayer was made by the church for Peter. Peter was sleeping in the midst of soldiers 24 hours. But somebody somewhere was interceding. In the third year of this ministry, God wants us to learn to take attention off ourselves and begin to intercede. Stand in the gap. Begin to think about somebody else. Begin to bear somebody's burden. Bible says, bear ye one another's burden so as to fulfill the law of Christ. It's about time. After two years, we have started growing teeth. True or not true? true. Isn't a two-year-old child around? After two years, you must have grown teeth. Your child was two years recent. Or is it two years this month? 29th October. Does he have teeth? He has teeth. Complete set of teeth. So, people of God, after two years, we, we have developed teeth. He can, I, I know that boy, he can run around here. He's strong. So, after two years, we can start running. We no longer have to be crawling. We can't use two-hour prayer every week to sustain the momentum. It can't be. At all. It must be constant, continuous, persistent, insistent, persevering, forbearing prayer. Hallelujah. And you and I are being called upon by God. Amen. If you are waiting for somebody who has gone to do degree in prayer to do it, he may not do it. Are you there? If you are waiting, maybe you are trusting that, oh, but this man of God will do it. And I no. What about you and me? We've got to do it. Because when we stand before God, I believe you ask, you were once in international prayer resort ministries. How many people resorted to you for prayer? How many hours did you spend praying in a day? Jesus asked his disciples when he was in great agony. At that time, he needed prayer support in Gethsemane. That was the greatest battle of all. I'm telling you. It was a battle between his will and the will of the father. And if Jesus had lost that battle, he would never have gone to the cross. And if he had not gone to the cross, forget it, you and I, by now wouldn't have been sitting here, would have been lost in hopelessness and in damnation. So the greatest battle was in Gethsemane. It was, it was a battle between his will. Should I say yes? Or I should say no? He had to drink into his spirit. The iniquity of man. Think about it. Do you know when Adam listened to the voice of the serpent, not only did he lose his authority over the earth, he also inherited a nature called sin. Sin is a nature. It is like your genes. It makes you become who you are. And Jesus was not born with that nature because he didn't come from Adam. It was the Holy Ghost who planted the word spoken by angel by the angel to Mary, planted that word as a seed in the womb of Mary. So his life came from the father. He didn't have sin in him. But for the first time, after living on earth for 33 and a half years, the man was now going to drink into his spirit the cup of iniquity, the sins of humankind from Adam to the last but one Adam, who is not even yet born. Jesus was going to carry into his spirit all our sins. And he dreaded it because sin makes you look on the inside while the leper is on the outside. 
He has never known, he had never known that nature, but for the first time he's going to, he was going to drink this thing into his spirit. And he was like, Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass over me. I dread it. And at that time, he needed some people to stand with him for prayer. He prayed it, Bible says that his sweat was even like cloth, thick cloths of blood. Some people have believed that it was not just sweat that was thick cloths of blood, but because he was in fear, he was in, he was, he dreaded the occasion. So his pores opened, said that blood was oozing out through his pores and it looked like it was sweat, but it was blood. He started shedding blood. Then he went to his apostles, 12 of them. Of course, Judas had betrayed him and Judas was out. So 11. And said, he found them sleeping. Jesus Christ. Never you be found at a time when you are needed most sleeping. It's dangerous. Hallelujah. I believe that was what happened. And Herod could capture James and kill him with a sword. I believe. I strongly believe the church because for somehow, I mean, some way, somehow, they have become comfortable. You know, they have become big shots in town. They could wear the cassock and go about so that we had the big shorts. So they were just sleeping. And Herod, who was fueled by satanic enablement, could capture James, kill him with a sword. Jesus needed a similar support. He went to the apostles, but we said they were heavy with sleep. You know what it means to be heavy with sleep? You try opening your eyes and it's. <clears throat> Hey, then Jesus asked them, could you not wait with me for even one hour? Then he went alone. Hey, it's difficult when you're alone and you need prayer support, I'm telling you. And pray the same prayer. And came back and Bible said they were still sleeping. He went again and prayed the third time and said that, Father, if this cup will not pass over me, let your will be done. When he came, they were still sleeping. So he told them, sleep on, sleep on. The die is cast. Whatever must happen, must happen. That's why Peter could just enter the flesh and take knife, you know, and cut somebody's ears because for him, he was not in the spirit. So he thought that you could use knife to do buga buga. But when you do buga buga, you can be intimidated. A young girl at a point in time even asked him, but you look like, you look like one of the disciples. Even your speech betrays you. Peter said, me, I swear in the name of Jesus Christ. I, I, I don't think he even swore in the name of Jesus. I don't know him anywhere. I'm telling you, I've never even met this man before. He cares. Bible say he cares. I say he did not know Jesus. Thank God, Jesus looked in his side. Bible say Bible, Jesus looked towards his end and then he remembered the word of Jesus that before the cock will crow, you will deny me three times. And the man wept bitterly. Thank God, he was ransomed. Hallelujah. Amen. God will give somebody another chance. Amen. It doesn't matter how you've messed up. I said God will give you another chance. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, let's go on. You will see the miracle. There's a miracle in Acts chapter 12. We're going to pray very soon. Verse 6. And when Herod was about to bring him out, oh, when Satan thought that he is just about to execute you, there will be a sudden turn around. I said there will be a sudden turn around. And when Herod was about to bring him out, that night, 
Because prayer was going on, something happened. That night, Peter was sleeping. You see what? You see, when people are praying for others, those who are in trouble, they can sleep. But when there's no prayer support, I'm telling you, they have sleepless nights. Can we stand in the gap for some people? Can yes, we pray Lord. for some people? Yes, Lord. I like it that somebody is in trouble and he can still sleep. It is because others were praying. Had it not been a prayer, I'm sure he would have been apprehensive. He would have been in fear. Hey, is he coming? Fear would have even gripped him because fear is a spirit. Bible says fear has torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. If there was no covering of prayer, if the brethren had not shown love for Peter, I'm telling you, fear would have taken over. The mere presence of the soldiers alone would have been intimidating. That's why he could not pray. He was sleeping. I'm sure if he opened his mouth saying, you're going to pray, he would just say, come on, get out. I, I pictured something that, you see, when the soldiers are taking turns, the squad, four are coming, and this one, every one of them had to tie, you know, two had to tie their legs to his legs. According to scripture, you see it. I am sure before they would tie the chain to his chain, they would just give him a slap. Shut up over there. Sit down. You are the people saying, I can picture something like that. You think that they were just, pay? no, they were, they started beating him like Jesus. They started beating him, hitting him with a reed on his head. Say, prophesy, spat on his face. I am sure something like that. Before you will be crucified, this was also Passover, mind you. I hope you remember Jesus. It was also Passover. So before Passover, there is like every Passover, let's kill somebody. Jesus Christ. But I'm glad the church prayed. We are going to pray. And our prayer will be constant and unceasing. Amen. And we will get results. Glory be to God. Amen. Satan is just in trouble. That's all I know. And when Herod was about to bring him out, verse says, that night Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers. Did you see that? Between two, so he was bound with two chains with, between two soldiers. And the guards before the door were keeping the prison. You see, there was, apart from the prison, there were guards. Okay, so the picture I'm seeing is that two will guard and two will bind him in chains. So by the time you even remove the chains, they just believe that these people have some supernatural power. So let's do everything sure. Do you remember when Jesus died and he was buried? They went to tell the soldiers that, look, this man, when he was alive, he said that he will rise the third day. So they, to, they told Pilate that make sure that even the, the man that is there, keep so that his disciples will not come and steal him and say he is risen. Then Pilate told them that go, you have your watch, go and secure the tomb. So they put a very big stone by the tomb. And the Bible said there were guards watching over the tomb. Have you seen soldiers being sent to graveyard to go and guard there before? But in the case of Jesus, they had to guard. But glory be to God. When the time comes, people of God, Hallelujah. when your time comes, an angel will descend. Amen. Bible says on the third day, an angel descended. Amen. This morning, I'm talking about angelic visitation. I believe that some people were praying. Do you remember Anna? Anna and the, what's the name? Simeon. Simeon saw the baby Jesus and said, let your servant depart. Anna, I don't know whether she lived beyond 84 up to Jesus' 33 years. I don't know. But I believe some people were praying in the temple concerning this man. So that prayer must have released the angels. Amen. How many believe that? Angels don't just ascend and descend. It, they come through the line of prayer. Never forget that. Okay. I'm still on 
verse 7, right? Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him in the prison world and a light shone in the prison and he struck Peter on the side and raised him up saying, arise quickly and his chains fell off his hands. Hallelujah. Come on. Prayer can break physical. This is not spiritual chains. This is physical chains. People were praying. And just by an angelic appearance, the chains fell off by itself. I want to announce to you, you will experience a miracle. You wonder, ah, but where is the trouble? Somebody must have been praying for you. The trouble Amen. will just depart. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I believe. I believe. I believe in the supernatural. And I believe it comes through the constant, continuous prayer. Verse 8. Then the angel said to him, Gird yourself and and tie on your sandals. And so he did. And he said to him, put on your garment and follow me. Oh my God. Verse 9. So he went out and followed him and did not know that what was done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. The King James says he thought he was dreaming. It would be like a dream. Verse 10. When they were past the first and the second guard post. Look at that. There were guard posts. Apart from the prison, there were posts. They passed first one. And the soldiers were standing there. They didn't even know that Peter had passed through them. You will walk through that trouble like hot knife through my dream. Did I say something? I said you will hold, you will walk through that trouble like a hot knife through my dream. You will just escape like that. Amen. And you will tell yourself, my soul is escaped Amen. as a bed out of the snare of the foulest. We are about to pray. Amen. Watch it. Look at what happened. So, he went out and followed him. No, verse 10. When they were past the first and the second guard post, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city. Listen. Before we read the next line, it means that Peter was in prison. He was in chains. Tied to soldiers. As if that was not enough, there were guard posts. First guard post. Second guard post. How will you escape after you have escaped the first guard post and the second guard post, now you come to an iron gate. Is there anybody who feels like you are trapped in an iron gate and there's no way out? May we stand in the gap for such a person. Amen. Because Bible says they got to the iron gate that leads to the city and the gate lifted of its own accord. You thought that you have seen, you know, gates that open, you get to institutions and then the gate opened up. It didn't start from 21st century. It started right from 1st century AD. Gates started opening by, its, by itself. Amen. Is it today you have, you have seen some technology? It started those days. And that one was super natural. Superior to the natural. I see gates lifting. Gates lifting. Gates lifting. Gates lifting. Rabare Oh, When they were past the first and second guard post, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city, which opened to them of its own accord. Jesus Christ. And they went out and went down one street and immediately the angel departed from him. Of course, when the angels finish their job, they go. But constant prayer must, must be made. Let's not stop praying, people of God. Verse 11. And when Peter had come to himself, he said, Now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the Jewish people. 
Hallelujah. You can go on and on and on. When Peter even went to the people who were praying and knocked on the door, they were still praying. Thank God they were still praying. Please, after the miracle, keep praying. You need that atmosphere to keep the miracle. Some of us relax and just get to, you know, we put our life to default after the miracle. But you've forgotten that we are not yet in heaven. We still live in a complex world. It's a dark world of sin. Hallelujah. It's a contradictory world. It's a world that is, you cannot predict this world. It is not user friendly. Did I say something? I said this world is what? It's not user friendly. Don't befriend this world. Don't. It can trick you. It can give you everything. And at the last minute, when you thought that you have arrived, hit you and keep you in hell. Don't befriend this world. Hallelujah. Amen. Friendship with this world, Bible says, is enmity with God. So after God had given a miracle, don't settle here. Keep on praying. Keep on doing the same job. God is going to prosper this house so much. So much. But we will still keep on praying. Amen. Are you there? Amen. We will have everything and lack nothing. But we will still keep on praying. Amen. Because we don't want to settle here. The assignment is to build a prayer tower. Not the building. But the, the prayer itself is the tower. Where it is around the clock. And I see by October 2020, if Jesus tarries, that would have been done. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Peter went to knock on the door. They were praying. Then a young girl called Rhoda just came and opened, just briefly, and said that, hey, this Peter. Quickly, she didn't even open and went to them and said that, Peter is at the door. Peter is at the door. Please, if you are praying for a miracle and the miracle happens, won't you be happy? You know what they told Rhoda? Say, you are mad. <laughs> Your miracle has happened and you don't even believe it. Say, you are mad. Where is Peter? Peter who is in prison, we pray for you. So he is at the door. Come on. It will be like a dream, I'm telling you, people of God. You yourself, you won't believe that. Hey, is this what God can do? That he can turn around my situation. Yes. He will do it in the name of Jesus Amen. Christ. Can listen to your feet, people of God. Yes, We're going Lord. to pray. Is this what God can do? Yes. I want to announce to you, he is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above oh. all that we ask. You've got to ask and then he will answer. Amen. Ask and think it. Amen. Don't be thinking about your trouble. Think yes, answers. Lord. Amen. See yourself in the future glory. Amen. According to the power that works in us. Will you begin to build a ladder? Prayer connects heaven to the earth. Let's build a ladder, people of God. Lift your voice and begin to build a ladder. Begin to build a 